0: comment, and share. Hey, good morning, good evening, good afternoon, folks. This is V the Gorilla Economist coming to you on this Monday morning this Monday morning as we prepare in the Midwest and much of the country for a rapidly approaching, what is it? What are they calling it, CJ? A polar vortex, a winter blast.
1: Yes. An yes. ice
0: explosion.
1: Global warming <laughs> has arrived.
0: Yeah, you know, Global warming has arrived, man. And you know <laughs> what? We need to get rid of all human life on earth in order to become net zero. And <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Anyway, we have with us the man of the hour who needs no introduction at this point. It is the one and only Jet Blake. Get your thinking caps on, bust out your notebooks, because we're getting in deep. Jet is here. Jet, good morning. How are you? And you can find Jet over at the Discord. He's always lurking in there. And with that being said, CJ, I got my seatbelt on, I got my coffee ready. I'm ready to Let's go. Let's do it. Jet. We're going to unleash you upon the unsuspecting audience. <laughs> okay.
2: <laughs> I was telling before you hopped on this morning, uh, CJ always uh, gets on early, and we talked a little bit about the, the Outer Limits Show is a long series because there's a intricate weaving that I'm doing describing a storyline that's been around for over 7,000-plus years. Now, you could watch uh, one or two episodes in the middle or someone's hearing the show for the first time today, the independent show still makes sense. But if you go back from the very beginning, there's a method to my madness as far as a theme and a storyline that I'm hopefully gradually building the audience to a reality that is not discussed that much. It's very unknown. It's it's real, it exists, but it's been hidden.
0: Mm-hmm. There's an agenda
2: and there's a reality that's been hidden. It needs to be hidden from their standpoint in order to accomplish or steer mankind in a direction that these system engineers I I refer to. That's like the best phrase I could come up with. Because if the general population were aware of this long term, we're talking thousands of years uh, agenda, your average Joe Six Pack would say, No way, I'm not doing this. Are you nuts? In my family, in my relatives, in the extended community, there would be a, a unity, a unified front of humanity, and it would stop the it cold in its track. So it must be done through deception and stealth in order to accomplish uh, what what they want. And what they want is unfortunately not in your best interests, mine, CJ, listening audience, our family. It's very predatorial and it's extremely bizarre. I'll, I'll t- highlight some of this in today's show And here's a situation that that I would say people such as myself are in. There's a, a, a very well known lady she's uh, still alive uh, today. I'm not quite sure her age maybe late 60s, very intelligent and she, she's known for this statement. she talks about that there's an official narrative, And then there's the true reality. Yeah. She said that uh, the official narrative is the storyline that you take, for example, to cocktail parties and business parties. Sure. The the real reality is important to understand for risk management, investments, but also preparing your life through what the system engineers have planned how to survive and ultimately set up your life and your consciousness for the reality of what happens after death but she said if you take that true reality which this show the outer limits talks about all the time if you take that to a cocktail party or a business gathering you'll end up both poor and unpopular and that that statement is so true because i think the true reality that i've been hinting and discussing ever since uh, even before the outer limits you and i've been together three three years but uh, the true reality is, is not popular it's scary and a lot of people don't want to be pushed to investigate or review the, their current reality and see how accurate it is, or if it's a reality that can lead to safety to survive what's coming. And then yeah. you know, guys like me and you, and you, you allow this on your, on your platform. This is a very advanced philosophies and a very advanced way of looking at world events. And I think it scares people and they're much safer to talk about sports or automobiles or even politics. Cause that's a comfortable realm. But uh, I don't know if I sh- should apologize, but I'm, I'm saying that this, this information um, isn't really <clears throat> fluffy entertainment. In, in fact, a lot of it can be very depressing or concerning. But I don't know. I, I, I don't want to water it down so that I can be more popular as an entertainer. I think I do a better service by saying, hey, here's what's going on. Here's a scientific perspective. I'm a scientist, a research scientist, here's what I know, here's who I work with, not naming names, but in generality, and you guys, the general public, you might, for those of you that might want to know what's up, here's the inside scoop, and do what you will with this information. Does that help? Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah, well, let's get into it, man. I mean, th- th- this audience is uh, familiar with your work, and uh, we're all, we're ready to rock and roll, man. Let's get into the meat and potatoes.
2: Okay, uh, there's. I gave CJ an uh, order, a list of f- photographs, um, PDFs to put on the screen. Uh, the first one is the flower of life. Now I hand drew these, so don't make fun of my artwork. I did it, <laughs> I did it last night, but, uh, if, is,
0: yeah, there you oh, go. There it is. Okay. That's the you magnetic did, field basically, right?
2: Yeah, correct. So if he, if he, yeah, there we go. Um, you're a pretty good artist. What's interesting. Oh, thanks. I just, uh, <laughs> did that with a Sharpie you know, in a, in free hand. So it's a little shaky cause I have Parkinson's disease, but anyway, um, that's a joke. I'm, oh, okay. he, I, I was about to say, oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> no, <laughs> at least not yet. But um, you'll, you'll see this type of illustration for thousands and thousands of years. doesn't matter if it's in Asia and Europe, the Middle East, Africa. Uh, this keeps popping up. But what, what I have highlighted in, in green, these circles in the green, uh, the flower of life, that represents the magnetic field. And basically, it's, it's, it's a toroidal, toro, toroidal shape. And in the middle is that hourglass. And I, I keep referring to that hourglass as the dielectric because everything, the way the universe functions in any dimension, any realm, this is it. This is how everything functions to, to whether it's heaven, what I, we call counter space. Uh, the ancient texts talk about heaven where God or source dwells. Here on Earth and our plane, doesn't matter. This is the basic physics. This is field theory physics. You have the dielectric, which is the hyperboloid, that's that hourglass. There I, I have it colored pink and orange. I don't know if you can tell that. But you can see how it's shaped like an hourglass. And then around the center of the hourglass would be these round circles that I color green. That's the magnetic field. And in blue, you'd have the petals of the flower of life. That's dead center. That would be dead center of the hourglass. or hyper- So what, what that means, what this is trying to illustrate is coming from counter space where maybe God or source or dwell lives, uh, coming out of counter space would be dead center of this hyperbo- hyperboloid and then from dead center, a magnetic field will exist. And we, mankind, uh, even... Higher dimensional entities they exist in the magnetic field, uh, that's just how it works, there's nothing wrong with that. That's Uh, our reality and realm. We're uh, we're, uh, repeat
0: that again so they, these entities exist in the magnetic field. And what, where do we exist again?
2: Magnetic field, both of us, us and And these entities, yes,
0: absolutely,
2: all all entities we exist carbon and silicon, correct, got it. You have to. That's the only way it can exist. The only thing that does not exist in the screen magnetic field is what exists in counter space, and that's that's a very extremely complicated. Both feels feels feels. Uh, what's the word I'm trying to say? Philosophical. Thank you. Yeah. Philosophical. <laughs> Got tongue tied. Scientifically and also spiritually. What what is it in counter space? But. 99.9999% of all entities in all dimensions are in the green magnetic field. It's a very unusual phenomenon what is in counter space that does not exist in this green magnetic field. That's That would be like the ultimate boss. That's the highest power, what's in counter space. Because counter space creates the dielectric and the magnetic field. Yeah. Uh, the next slide, CJ, is a very ancient symbol, maybe... People will recognize this again. I hand drew it, so it's going to be. My Jet, when version. I downloaded
1: it, it didn't come in the same order. Is that another PDF?
2: Oh, it, it does it say uh, A N K H, yes, that one. Yeah, thank you. You might have to shrink it a little there bit. You. Oh,
0: the it, knock, so this, the Egyptian knock.
2: Yeah, yeah. Uh, so the Ankh is. An ancient symbol, but it's this. I, I this is drawn from the same the previous picture of the hyperboloid and the magnetic field. Yeah. What I did is I just didn't color the the hourglass hyperboloid and the green circles of the magnetic field, but within those lines is this the ah. There's different ways of pronouncing it. Not, not, I'm not saying one way's, oh, but A. And KH. This, What this is showing is this is the uh, symbol of life. The ancients understood that we live in a holographic existence between the dielectric and the magnetic. That's how all life works in these various dimensions. There's nothing wrong with that. But hidden within the flower of life and the hyperboloid is this ancient Egyptian s- symbol. Keep this in mind because this is all going to uh, connect to today's show. This is going to be very eye opening because it, it's going to tie into what's been happening the last three years and what's going to be happening continuously in the months and years to come. And it's all, it's all uh, connected to this. In the, uh, uh, I, many episodes ago i talked about ph- pharmacia the pharmaceutical industry and its roots in egypt and again what what cj has here is a very ancient egyptian symbol so this is over 5000 years old this symbol so let's hop in a time machine and go back over 5000 really 6000 years ago what was happening 6000 years ago were people living in caves grunting and carrying a belly club? I don't think so. Here's what was happening 6,000 years ago. The Egyptian temples established the medical and pharmaceutical schools. Right. The Egyptian uh, temples, the priests were really scientists. They were research scientists. That's what priests were called. They had a scientific background, and they were chosen to become professors at these Egyptian schools of pharmacia, That's the oldest schools on planet earth are the Egyptian, <coughs> these pharmaceutical schools. And they had uh, Ankh, the house of life, that's that symbol there, Ankh, the house of life, and they had special schools erected. And inside these schools, then these royal palaces, primarily who were educated were the royal family members, nobles, court officials. But to, the, there was a rigorous entrance exam. So there was, it was you had to take it seriously, you couldn't get into these schools just because you knew someone or connected, you actually <laughs> had to do well. And you had to pass the exams, the entry exams. Very interesting. So the, the academia followed the same format. 6,000 years later we still have entry exams and the best of the best on these higher rated schools they had major universities uh heliopolis and memphis were very uh popular there was also i'll talk about this a little bit further there was also uh, the university of sace karnak Nit. these are some of the top universities back in the day and in egypt The reason why they started this school is over 6,000 years ago, there were a collection of notes due to experiments, uh, chemical formulations, word casting, frequencies, and genetics, believe it or not. These handwritten notes were collected into the Book of Ember, also the holy book there were two names of it the book of ember and the holy book you ever hear the expression of the holy book today yeah they'll they'll talk about the holy book but there's a connection there so the ones that passed the uh, entrance exam they were also selected because they were students that would talk the least these were students that weren't uh jibber-jabbering or uh, gossiping or telling jokes. They spoke very few words, but they listened uh, very well. In these schools, they took it very seriously. Once you were accepted uh, in these universities in the ex- entrance exam, these periods of schooling were seven, nine to 12 years. So it was long-term. is like getting your doctorate or PhD today.
1: Jed, I don't want to I don't want to throw you off, but in in regards to the ancient medical practices, universities, and everything, and then you compare that to modern day, there was a major shift through that, though, right? Didn't the Rockefeller Institute change the majority? So it's not quite the same as it was back then. Am I am I wrong? I mean, back then I thought there was a lot of plant medicine and natural things have been suppressed. And, and oh made.
2: yeah, I'll, yeah, I'll get into that. I exactly, it's it's, it's changed greatly. But what I meant. Some of the some of the traces, the hints are still there.
1: Okay, uh, cool, cool. The schools
2: are expensive. Uh, grants were available. It was uh, sometimes a twelve-year program to get your doctorate degree. It, so that that portion is similar to today. That's what I meant. But yeah, it, it's been highly compromised, and I'll get into that. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up. Oh no problem. Um, Any's universities it was very serious because if there was inappropriate conduct or speech that was dishonorable the students could be in prison or hung so in some cases there was a death penalty which was very interesting to show the how serious and and the mood uh, of these universities. Well, the pharmacy schools had rare plants, and they had laboratories, they had lab equipment. These pharmaceutical universities were heavily guarded by the priesthood class. There were special priests that were trained in military combat to guard the grow houses, the plants, the labs, and the instruments. And I'll get into that in in a minute. Heliopolis was dedicated to the god of Ra. That was one of the the, the main chief gods of Egypt. It was located just north of Cairo, Cairo uh, today, the capital of Egypt. It specialized in internal medicine, ophthalmology, dermatology, surgery, dentistry, and more. They were taught how to prepare herbal medicines using minerals, extremely rare, highly viable plants, that's why they were guarded by military, and animal sources. So keep this in mind. This is all connected 6,000 years later, what's going on today. The Memphis University, which was south of Cairo, was a famous school of pharmacy had a special temple to treat psychological diseases. What's interesting with the University of Memphis, it it was based on musical tones and musical frequencies in conjunction with herbal preparations. Memphis. Anyone know about Memphis is—is is there a connection of Memphis in the music industry? Hmm.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
2: What's What state is Memphis in?
1: So that would be like what Elvis and all that, right? Back in yep. the
2: right, yep. we have Nashville. Nashville, yep. Memphis. You ever the song "Walking in Memphis"? Hmm. Yes. Okay. There could be more than one reason for those lyrics, if you know. What you're listening to. So, the University of Memphis knew it was the only school specialized in psychological disorders because they use music and tones or frequencies in combination with these herbal preparations. This is all connected, guys. This is going to be a very interesting episode. Hopefully, you're taking notes. Each university, pharmaceutical university, had special aspects, Memphis being the one in music, in tones and frequencies, Heliopolis in surgeries, including mouth but uh, abdominal surgeries, and then you had uh, SACE, Karnak, NIT, and others, each had their own specialty. In the advanced studies, and as you graduate, these pharmaceutical teachings, these priests that were the professors, uh, they had special, they would shave their head, and they would have special garments of woven fabric and leopards, skin, very unique outfits. And it's interesting as far as, uh, I won't get into it today, but I've been doing some research, the the uh, the outfits boy this gets complicated the outfits also had to do with frequencies and tonalities during these ceremonies not all religious ceremonies were uh, all this is a note all religious ceremonies at the highest level especially once one has graduated were performed in the darkest places of the temple the most sacred without any presence of citizenry or the population well if we go to the slide cj uh egypt afterlife you see that one
1: yep bringing up right now
2: there you go we increase okay there we go increase it now, there's, uh, this is one of the better preserved. It looks like it was done yesterday. It's, some are really sharp like that and vivid. Others are kind of faded and chipped up if they've been vandalized or exposed to elements. This is an actual drawing here. But you see the unusual entities all throughout the Egyptian artwork. They look like part human, but then they might have a, an avian-featured head, mm-hmm. or an alligator, or a wolverine, a dog, um, you think, well, wh- what is that all about? Is this, people say, well, this just represents um, their deities, or their, their various uh, godships and, and heads. I'm not so sure about that. How about uh, if you do the Egypt funerary? Slide. There's another example. There you go. Okay. Yeah. The same same creatures, same entities. Now the one that's the the one that's uh, to the right of the scale is a three part. It has a, a bear rear section. It has a, a leopard. Uh, cheetah-type upper section, and then the head uh, varied either that of an alligator or a a dog. So you have what looks like here hybrids, chimeras. Is this just uh, representing different philosophies and gods, or did these Chimeras, or hybrids, actually exist over six thousand plus years ago. If you look at the uh, one that says Egyptian deities,
1: okay. Let me see.
2: That's another famous. uh, It's been in textbooks and museums. This is a. a picture uh, again, this was uh, pretty well preserved. Yep, and, and these uh special paints were used. What was interesting is that there were there were compounds that uh would be inside places of temple worship where these ceremonies I said t- took place in the darkest places of temple uh, out of the reach from Joe public, uh, highly secured and guarded what would happen is there'd be uh, mineral uh, compounds and fluorescence. So the, the professors, the priest professors interchangeable, they would strike a a series of tuning forks and they would strike a tuning fork. And when they walked in the room, the whole room would light up. So that's, that's how they lit up. They didn't have light, light switches. There was a a mineral based uh, coating and rocks. And then they would strike these tuning forks, and the whole room would light up. And then, uh, as the tuning forks grew dim, the light would grow dim. They'd strike it again, and it would light up. So it was, uh, in a in a sense, it was zero point energy because they were using frequencies as illumination. It was very efficient. It didn't uh, get hot like an incandescent bulb. It was a room room t- temperature, and would last forever. You know, so you know, a light bulb will go out. That filament burns out and then getting power to that's not the case it was all all illuminated through frequency so you have these unusual colors but here you have the uh i mess with that in the lab we're we're very advanced where we are with our technology but here you have these supposedly egyptian deities i'm not so sure about that because there's Potential uh, evidence, it's hidden from, from the public, that these were actually creatures that existed. They were part human and part animal because there was a ge- genetic and very advanced uh, genetic experimentation that was going on in these pharmaceutical schools. If you look at the one that says feral scales, this this is interesting. This is a, a rare... Photo um, uh, of a car- carving, at least as well preserved. If you blow it up a little bit more, look at the lower half of the one seated. What is that? Scales. huh scales. Okay, and what's in its hand? An ank. See it in the left hand. Yep. Okay. Interesting. All right, here's <laughs> here's here's where it's going to get weird. Which I'm known for, and this is the point where everyone laughs and then probably says, "You know, being CJ, why do you have this clown on your show?" Unfortunately, I know this. I know this happens, but here's here's the part where I'm always unpopular, (laughs) and I'm never invited to cocktail parties. Well, you can come to
0: my (laughs) cocktail party. (laughs) That's right. Well, we don't drink cocktails. We uh, we drink beer, and and CJ drinks hard liquor. Isn't that right, CJ? Tequila, baby. That's it.
2: Okay, so I don't. I'm not meaning to uh, pick on this particular corporation by any means. This this is just to connect that over over six thousand years ago, genetic experimentation and frequencies, sound frequencies, and understanding how life works, the dielectric and the magnetic, the flower of life, and the earlier drawings of which the Ankh stems from, they were so advanced back then, they were able to rearrange genetics and create part human, part animal, or hybrid life forms that were fully functional. It even gets even stranger as far as very ancient military campaigns Uh, you see drawings of chariots and bows and arrows but there were there's what was there i'll put this let me put this in a frame of a question instead of an absolute were were the armies necessarily always human i'll just leave it at that if you if you blow that up just a little bit more one more time cj so you concentrate on the lower half of this entity. And you think, well, those are feet. Well, if you look at the scale, are those, you think, well, that's just their artist rendering. of. Well, not if you look at the scale. Here's the reason why. Again, uh, not to pick on this particular company, but I want to emphasize the logo that they've shown. If you could look up the uh, 1971. Might have been the last one I gave on the link. Yep. Then you'll probably have to blow it up. Yeah. Okay. What do we What do we see here? What is this? Uh, a mermaid, a siren. A siren. hmm Look at the lower half of the siren. Mm-hmm. All right. That's the same. That's the same genetics as that ranking feral feature on the slide before
0: go back to the slide before okay okay i see the the lower fish yeah see the scales Yeah, i see, I see the scales One Would
2: look like feet yeah now go back to the 1971 logo of this particular corporation it's it's a siren mm-hmm. now there there's a today it's kind of it didn't used to be but today it's kind of interchanged siren and a mermaid but they they were were really different but they're kind of the same today and then that's a huge this is a clue you know the mermaid is a huge box office hit for a particular hollywood company isn't it yep disney yeah okay so the, the unfortunately this this is all connected now sirens The legend, you can't see my hands, but air quote the legend is that songs were used to ensnare anyone who was within hearing range. And it was a it was a spooky concern of sailors overseas that if you ran across one of these, they would use songs or frequencies to hypnotize men. And uh, it was important to be beware of, of such entities, because if you were to succumb to this, you never came back, for whatever that means. <laughs> Usually, it's not a good. So it was a fearful state. Well, in uh, 1830 BCE, the old Babylonian uh, records had these fishtailed women, these sirens, mentioned here, and they got their information when they invaded and uh, eventually took over the uh, the uh, uh, Egyptian, Assyrian, the Babylonian Empire. What was interesting is when you had these military campaigns from one world power to another, to another, this procession of world powers, the main reason for the military campaigns, this isn't taught in history, and some of you might question this, but that's okay. Uh, I always get the, these hate mails and text messages. But one of the main purposes of these military campaigns for thousands of years, it was to capture and get a hold of the pharmaceutical books, the labs, the lab equipment, and the pharmaceutical formulas. Now, in secular history, it's, it's, it's to get uh, resources, gold, silver. Well, sure, you, you had that. You had to pay the military and maybe expansion. Yeah. Well, that, that's what they want you to know. That's that's the official storyline. I think it's ancient. Well, if you want to know the well, real- it kind of
0: makes sense. And we're spending all this money on the stupid, quote-unquote, military budget. And we have like a third-rate army with second-rate equipment. So it can't be all going to $90 toilet seats and $300 coffee mugs. Okay. So it's got to yeah. go somewhere.
2: Right, and, and where it goes is very dark. Yeah,
0: certainly. that's the only thing that has to make some sort of sense here.
2: Uh, cor- correct. So, military campaigns for seven thousand years of, of recorded history—I'm I- just focusing on that. Military campaigns and fundings and strategies are not what they tell you in history. It's to get a lo- it's to get a hold and capture. Books, labs, equipment, and formulations. So, when you get into DARPA and these uh, off book military budgets and these facilities deep underground connected by high speed rail, you, we hear all these stories, right? That's because they are still working on advanced technologies that have been captured over six, 7,000 years ago and the genetics. And experimentation has not stopped. Here's where this is coming from. In, in the book of uh, G- Genesis, the ancient record of Noah and the ark and that storyline, and, and the, a great flood is in all cultures, historical records of, of a great flood that took place. Well, whether you believe that or, or not, uh, It'd be up to you, and I guess and as far as where you are as with your reality and your uh, understanding of uh, ancient history. But in Genesis, the uh, seventh chapter, there's some very interesting statements. It, it's, a, it's, it's a known fact, and if you just do some digging and referencing, pre-flood, Noah's day and pre-Noah's day there were massive genetic experimentation and it spills over into the Greek and Roman mythology because those empires what did they do they they captured part of the spoils were these again ancient books labs equipment and pharmaceutical formulas so these ancient legends of you know the unicorn horse and half-man, half-horse, and Hercules, and Methuselah, and so forth. There was actually a massive amount of genetic experimentation in Noah's day and prior to Noah coming on Earth. And then you have the Nephilim, which were a combination of a multidimensional entity that materialized, had relations with females. They would give birth. They would not survive the childbirth. And then these Nephilim. Which grew to be giants. When they didn't have any genitalia, they were hybrid.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: They were very violent and and, and these uh, hybrids. Interesting.
0: Didn't have, <clears throat> didn't have genitalia. It's a, that's pretty interesting.
2: No, no, it's, no. Gen, gen, it's kind of like makes
0: me think about what the trans movement is all about, you know?
2: Yeah, that's it. <laughs> uh, it depends how. The, i, mean, I rather, was i was it.
0: hearing stories of people who are trying to at this point trying to detransition especially men who've undergone that surgery which your body's immune system attacks as if it's you know a wound or something like that and uh there's one general one individual he's you know trying to transition back and he's because of the pain the complications and all the other issues that go along with it he is effectively he has no genitals at this point Everything's is the, the 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 orifices that he's created surgically have all closed up. He has his 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 uh, genitals are completely gone and removed. And uh, I mean, think about the hell that he's created for himself in his own body. And, and and this is the reason why they blow their brains out, man. Yes. You know, it's, it's it, I can't imagine like, you know, you're having sexual urges, but you have no genitals. You're stuck in your own body and you're this creature, a Frankenstein, a a biochemical Frankenstein. It's unbelievable, and this is the lie that's being foisted upon the entire Western world. And you gotta wonder where this thing comes from. And now we know exactly where it comes from.
2: Yeah, because the I don't want to. It's easy for me to get sidetracked. <laughs> so I'll, hopefully this doesn't do this. I'll make this brief statement. Mm-hmm. the The ancient uh, the ancient texts mention and it. It collaborates what you had just said, but also where we are as far as these pharmaceutical companies in this grand genetic experimentation that's taking place by means of deceit, lies, and trickery. There, there's been a, a riff. For some reason, there is a hatred at a non-human level, multi-dimensional level. These entities have a hatred of the particular genetic code that you and I, CJ, our family the listening audience has. And it's been they, it, these multidimensional entities, if the ancient texts talk about demons or these fallen angels or these former watchers that, that have come down, they've tried to hack, to use a computer term, they've tried to hack the code, the hardware and the coding of the genetics that strand and the genetic makeup, the genome that you and I are comprised of. For whatever reason, they can't stand our genetic makeup. They've tried to compromise it, alter it, infuse their genetic material and create a life form in their image and destroy our iteration. They can't stand our iteration. They can't stand the group. I'll just use that term. The group that's uh, owns the patent on us. Mm -hmm. So you can say, well, well, that that would be God and the heavenly forces. You, You have a a very uh, highly spiritual uh, prophet, the Messiah, Jesus, uh, that's mentioned in these ancient texts, uh, that, that group uh, has sanctioned this genetic iteration, is probably, uh, I, w- I would say, has patent rights uh, for that. But there's an opposing group that can't stand our genetic code makeup. They want to destroy it, they want to eliminate it, but alter it in their image. And this battle has not stopped. In fact, it paused. Here's here's what I'm getting into. It paused at the flood event. So when this when this flood came, and you had this massive genetic experimentation going on, and what was interesting is, uh, no and his family, had not been compromised genetically. And when the the ark was preserved, it was really a genetic capsule. Because the various species and breeds, the male, female breeds that were uh, preserved in the ark during this uh, water event, the, the ancient texts mentioned that the animals were directed and migrated to the construction site of the ark. A lot of people get that confused. They think that maybe Noah and his sons, the family, gathered the animals. No, they didn't. The animals were GPS-directed all all over the face of the earth. The various species were directed, and they appeared to the ark site, and then uh, Noah loaded them on and, and were given instructions as far as food and provisions during that year that they were in the ark. So who or what directed these animals to Noah? That's the original IP. That would be God in that that higher realm and counter space because the animals that were directed to Noah were not genetically compromised. You had a lot of compromised animals and humans by the time the the flood came. So in Genesis, the seventh chapter, verse 22, it says, everything on dry land with the breath of life in its nostrils died. Hmm. You know what did not die?
0: What what didn't die?
2: What did not die was marine. Right. Okay, so if you go back to the logo of 1971, and you go back to that fer- pharaoh. Oh uh, damn it, man! Okay, so Holy here-
0: crap! It just hit me. So that's how they escaped the yeah. first ju- the, the first major judgment.
2: Exactly. Okay, They want they, to-
0: they spliced their genes with marine aquatic life yes. in order for them to bypass the flood.
2: There you go. That's exactly what happened.
0: I was wondering when in Genesis where it says "And there were giants in those days and the days of Noah and then after. I was like, then after? How the hell did they survive the flood? And people came up with all sorts of ideas. There was a stowaway on the ark, so on and so forth. Mm-hmm. Now it kind of makes sense.
2: Right. So what they did, what they did is they hid in marine life. So they survived the flood. But what happened is after the flood, they were able to, they were able to walk. S- see how her legs are separated? The, s- the siren. Yeah. That's different than a mermaid. Cause a mermaid uh, of, of today, when it merges it's just like a fishtail. Yeah. Well, that's not what happened is the, what they did is they were they were uh, bipedal. They were able to walk, so they could swim in, in the ocean, but they could also walk on land. So after the flood, they were able to walk on land, and then what happened is they would they would capture humans. That's why these weren't like necessarily. Well, this, this is why there's
0: cave paintings of of ancient men uh, spearing like looks like uh, hominids that are coming out of the water.
2: Ah, uh, correct. Because what happens is what they would do is they would transition they would come out of the water in on land and then they they what they would do is these these mutilations you know when you hear about these mutilations uh, of cattle yeah and they say UFOs there's also human mutilations but the FBI gets Oh brain. absolutely I've heard of the cases of human
0: mutilations that have occurred where the bodies found up in the trees uh there there are human yes. mutilations I I've, I've heard cases in Brazil where uh an individual the type of lesions on his brain, when they found, because his body was drained of blood, his, his yes. vital some of his vital organs removed, his, his genitalia removed, things of that sort. It was extremely odd. And um, his brain, the type of uh, uh, trauma that was in his brain can only be, especially the, the contusions and whatnot, can only d- result from absolute extreme terror. So whatever this guy saw scared the living hell out of him.
2: Right, so they what happens is they they've uh, post post flood they they to this day they still are harvesting genetic material because they're they're creating these hybrids again. These these hybrids uh, exist. So what's happened is the, the pharmaceutical industry, which has its ancient roots in Egypt. It was all about genetic experimentation and sound and frequencies in conjunction with herbs. Uh, Because like anything on this planet, you have good uses, but also in the wrong hands, it can be used for detrimental reasons. So uh, we have plants and there's, there's formulations in plants, that if used properly and under the correct frequencies, aids the human experience. It helps with healing, helps with digestion, helps with uh, uh, clarity. But you can have multidimensional entities who are also brilliant, biochemists, pharmacists, uh, biologists, And they can use the same materials and frequencies and use it to alter genetics, alter life forms, and design it in a manner that they want. But it's in violation of the boss, let's say, in, in, in counter space. So what you have is the work of genetic experimentation came to a screeching halt with the flood event. And it went dormant for quite some time until there is able to go back on land and eventually uh, cooperate with scientists, research scientists, which were the early priesthood, these pharmaceutical schools. And mankind, they, they, let's say these uh, demonic entities, these multidimensional entities, they finally got the scientific community to a point where through nanotechnology and gene splicing, they're finally able to resume the pre-flood genetics. Mm -hmm. It took this long to finally get mankind back on track with their technology and understanding to where we can have uh, these transhuman projects. Because what's interesting, if you heard of the hydrogel. Hydrogel. Yeah. Hydrogel Hydrogel and hydro. You hear about this with the, the, these injections and these uh, boosters that have been heavily promoted
0: in in part of uh, the uh, plastic surgery industry. It's a big thing.
2: Yeah. So they're full of uh, proteins, uh, gelatin, uh, carbohydrates, uh, the starches and sugars. But what's interesting is, see the root. If you go back to the root, this is Hydra, water. Yeah. So this th- this is what happens is the the, the demonic entities and these these hybrids escaped the flood because they went into marine. Sure. They were part marine, and then they they were able to transition. So they're coming out of the marine stage, but they still have biological traces. It's all water based. And and these these pharmaceutical uh, contraptions see, see how the pharmaceutical currently the way it's structured are they above the law of course they are can you sue them no they they pass passed legislation where they're above the law that i mean who, who who's the last when's there been a massive uh, i don't this gets into the, the the political aspect i don't there's you have other guests are much better at it than i am on your sh- shows throughout the week but you can see a structure where they're extremely wealthy. They're above the law. They, they didn't have to do any studies and they falsified data. They just get a slap on the hand with a financial penalty, but doors are still open. There, there's no one at the highest levels that are found guilty and given life sentences or executed because of the crimes against you. Nothing, not, not not a blooming thing because they're under the control of a demonic realm. I'll just come out and say it. Now, I'm not saying that PhDs who work there trying to support a family with a paycheck. I'm not saying that. So don't give me all the hate mail. You know, you mean my husband who's a pharmacist at Walgreens? Is No, I'm not saying that, idiot. Uh, and I don't mean to say idiot, but I get frustrated. No, I'm saying at the highest level that you're not aware of, your husband's not aware of, maybe the even the professors at the, you know, I'm talking at very secret societies, the, the darkest places of the temple, the most sacred without the presence of people that they've been doing for over 6,000 years at that level, they know exactly what's going on and they're above the law and they manipulate everything. So we're seeing, we're seeing a pre-flood agenda of genetic altering our DNA structure. There's, for some reason, there's a hatred, yeah, for our genetic makeup, and who's responsible for genetic, uh, genetic makeup? There is an offensive to destroy our DNA strands, our DNA coding, and infuse it with a hybrid, a hydra-based transhumanism, and it's it started. And there's, I don't know, I don't know what the number is, but maybe a couple billion, maybe you and CJ have thoughts on it, maybe a couple billion who've participated in these injections and subsequent boosters. And you have all these politicians that are still pushing, you know, in Singapore, for example, they just changed the definition of non-vax and vax. Now they've recently changed the laws that for them, according to the government, to be current. You'd have to have an injection within the last six months. So every six months they want an an injection, and that would they would be legally defining you as um, vaccinated. So just because there's a lax right now or a pause, you got important political events coming up in November. That doesn't mean behind the scenes they're still not wrapping this up. Or You will have these injections on a regular basis, or you'll be completely shut out of society as we know it. You won't be able to conduct business. You won't have a driver's license. You won't have a bank account. Won't be able to get on the internet. They're going to change this whole thing to where there's a a new genetically altered human society, a transhumanism, and the enemy, the world enemy will be anyone that dares to be organic and original. I I'll leave, I'll leave yeah it.
1: I mean the, the transition you know you see in big Pharma where now they have these uh, smart pills, right where literally uh, big Pharma knows uh, if you take the medicine or not and I'm not sure the technology behind it. obviously the, uh, the the financial drivers there is to make sure that people don't miss a, a monthly refill. Uh, you'd be surprised at how much data you know is is, is gathered. I remember when I was in, in the pharmacy industry, you know we'd have pharmacists and technicians make calls. Uh, when people would miss their their monthly uh, refill and wonder why, you know, did they, they did they pass away and then they're back in? So there's lots of money in this this uh, this type of technology when you know they can determine uh, when the medicine's taken and all that kind of good stuff. Uh, the the future of the vaccines, I think, is very going to be very disease state specific. In other words, I I read a paper the other day that they're they're coming up with a uh, they think they've solved the uh, the the cancer equation where they're able to create a a potential vaccine, uh, not to cure it, but to keep you from from getting it by altering uh, your DNA, and you know, same same technology as the mRNA. So I think that's the future of where it's going. And then they'll 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 take it to each disease state management. Well, well let's do one for autism. Let's do one for muscular scler- sclerosis. And and there's probably going to be big crazy. big money, big money in that. I mean, think of you're basically going to be able to. They're you know going to be able to say that, hey, we can we can fix you ahead of time. And this is the, the technology to do it. And, and yeah. the sheep, the sheep will line up.
2: Yeah. And then you have, as soon as you have a gain of function and you've altered uh, genetics, you become the property of the patent holder.
0: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: Pl- plain and plain and simple. So uh, this gets even more serious because it, it gets into the hijacking co-opting of mankind its ownership claim they're trying to steal what used to be called humanity uh, humankind with a a legal patent and ownership of of the highest order say god source or divine if they hack into the genetics and put in their genetics they can stake claim over the the human body and take it away from god divine or source Now they're godlike. They have their genetic material. The legal system is set up to where they own rights. Then it gets into the next level. They're trying to get into your free will, your consciousness, and the essence of what it means to be human beyond the physical body. Uh, If you want to say your spirit, your heart, mind, your soul, your, your spirit, once they get the... Genetic, the legal rights with genetic alteration and a state claim, and that's these major corporations that have their roots, it's pharmacia Back in, in Egypt, long 6,000 years ago. Then the next level tier is to claim rights to your spirit or soul, your, your consciousness, which exists not in this realm, but in a higher realm. That eight, eight, eighth, eighth realm, when I told you that chart on, on matter. So see what they're doing is first they're, first they're staking claim and getting dominance over the physical carbon or yeah. carbon body. Then once they have legal precedent and rights, then they're going to stake claims to the higher level. And that's, that's where there is ultimate energy. That's where the consciousness is uh, that the mind's connected to. And that, uh, that lasts longer than 70, 80, 90 years, if you get my drift. This is very diabolical where this is going. And at the highest level, when you have the banks involved and social engineering and money and banking, this blob is taking – and mankind has no idea that there's an absolute takeover and it's in full swing. And, and that's why I keep s- screaming at the top of my lungs. The, the fight, the, the hardest fight of hu- humanity in any timeline – if it's pre-flutter now, it's going to be the fight to remain organic, to remain original, not genetically compromised, to remain connected to God or Source. I know. I hope people aren't rolling their eyes. I'm telling you, as a scientist, this is what they're doing. Yeah, it's, it's so important. And then we're going to be isolated, so we're going to have to have communities. Sure. So there's going to be communities of organic non-genetically altered, we're gonna to have to pull together as, as a family we're gonna to have to grow our own food. we're gonna to have to be strategic with our health. We're gonna have to be strategic with life skills and bartering because we're gonna be cut out from I'm, I'm rambling do we have to yeah, go? no we got it
0: we gotta go. Uh, uh, thank you so much jet listen Hold it right there. We'll you know we got to continue this next week on uh, the outer limits and folks we have Harley schlanger next, next so keep it a lot more right, right, loaded right here. Thank you so much jet. Folks, have a wonderful day. Take it away, CJ.